This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. The jury has been seated in Dayton, a small town in southeast Tennessee. And let's just say it's not looking too good for the defendant. July 10th, 1925. John Scopes was a substitute teacher accused of breaking the law by teaching evolution in a public high school. The newly impaneled jury was made up of hard-shell Baptists and Southern Methodists. That's how the Chronicle described them. Farmers of middle age who have extremely hazy ideas about evolution, but very firm beliefs as to the validity of the Bible in all things. One of them couldn't read or write. The state was happy to accept him. The defense thought an illiterate man was probably a better option than whoever was behind him in line. Scopes is a convicted man, the Chronicle's dispatch said, unless a miracle happens and the Lord speaks in a way that the devout hill folk of Tennessee do not expect. This was all a show. The American Civil Liberties Union had offered to defend anyone who'd violate Tennessee's Butler Act, which outlawed teaching evolution in public schools. Governor Austin P. had signed the bill, thinking it would never be enforced. The ACLU wanted to make a test case out of it, a trial about separation of church and state. Some local business leaders in Dayton thought a trial would bring some publicity to the little town, so they recruited Scopes, a 24-year-old math and science teacher. He wasn't sure he'd taught evolution, but he had used a textbook, required by the state, that had an evolution chapter. He said, if you think you can prove I taught evolution, I'll stand trial. He encouraged his students to testify against him. Both sides brought in big guns as lawyers. Clarence Darrow was invited to lead the defense team, but the famous lawyer turned him down. He thought his presence would make the whole thing a circus, but he changed his mind. He saw it was going to be a circus with or without him, so he was in. The state brought in three-time presidential candidate William Jennings Bryan. The local leaders were right. The national media descended, including the Chronicle, with a special wire dispatch from its reporter. It was the first trial broadcast on national radio. H.L. Mencken of the Baltimore Sun, one of the most famous writers in America, wrote scorching columns calling the locals morons and Bryan a buffoon. He gave the trial its most famous nickname, the Scopes Monkey Trial. That's how the media thought about evolution in 1925. They called it the monkey theory. The trial really was a circus. The judge disallowed most of the defense's witnesses, a series of scientific experts. So on the seventh day, Clarence Darrow made the unusual move of calling the prosecutor to the stand. He treated William Jennings Bryan as an expert on the Bible. Like a good atheist, Darrow quizzed Brian on the book of Genesis, trying to get him to admit that its stories couldn't be literal truth and therefore shouldn't be taught as science. The moment was dramatized in the play and the 1960 movie Inherit the Wind, a fictionalized telling of the story. Spencer Tracy is the Clarence Darrow character, 
Frederick March plays the Brian stand-in. That first day, well, what do you think it was, uh, 24 hours long? The Bible says it was a day. Well, there was no sun. Uh, you know, how, how do you know how long it was? The Bible says it was a day. 24-hour day? I don't know. What do you think? I do not think about things I do not think about. Do you ever think about things that you do think about? Inherit the Wind was really mostly a metaphor for McCarthyism, not a faithful telling of the Scopes trial, but that last exchange... Brian saying, I don't think about things I don't think about, and Darrow asking if he thinks about things he does think about. That really happened. Eventually, Darrow asked the jury to convict Scopes so he could appeal. They did. They fined him $100. The appeal was shockingly denied by the state Supreme Court, which ruled the Butler Act constitutional because while it banned teaching evolution, it didn't require that any particular religion's theory had to be taught as if non-Christian creation theories might be taught in Tennessee in 1925. In the late 60s, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in an unrelated case that laws like the Butler Act violated the First Amendment. By that time, Tennessee had repealed the law. John Scopes struggled in the years after the trial. He was widely mocked in the press, and it got to him as he pursued graduate studies at the University of Chicago. He was blackballed from employment in Tennessee, so he moved to Kentucky. And after an unsuccessful run for Congress as a socialist in 1932, he went into the oil business, where he worked for the rest of his life. He kept mostly out of the spotlight, but he wrote a memoir in 1967 called Center of the Storm. He died in 1970. This isn't the first time we've talked about Clarence Darrow on Not Your Century. In 1912, he'd been the defendant, accused of bribing a jury. That episode is dated March 6, 2019. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century. (laughs) 